Today on the newscast, it's one of the world's most strategic waterways. It lies on Israel's southern doorstep, and some of the world's worst actors want to control it. We'll take you on the waters of the Red Sea today. That's coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast from New York City. I'm here in NYC today filming a very special episode of TBN Praise with my friend Eric Metaxas. When we have an air date, I will share it with you. Good stuff coming up. Before we get into it today, I want to give you two quick updates. Number one, this Thursday, May 6th, we are having another Watchman newscast live stream right here on YouTube. We will be taking your questions live between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time, so be sure to join us. Bring some good questions. You'll also get a chance to know me a little bit better. We've had a lot of fun on our past two uh, live streams here on YouTube. A lot of give and take with our viewers. Another update following up on our newscast from yesterday. Another day, another rocket attack against U.S. personnel and American citizens in Iraq. We told you about the attack on Sunday. I believe that was May 2nd. Uh, on Baghdad International Airport, two rockets launched at a base there where U.S. troops are stationed. Thankfully, no one was hurt in that attack, but yet another barrage. Last night, Monday, May 3rd, six rockets launched against Balad Air Base north of Baghdad. It's a site where U.S. contractors are based. Now, three of the rockets actually fell inside Balad. The other three did not, thankfully, but a contractor was apparently wounded, a contractor who works with American personnel in Iraq. And of course, the Iranian regime is behind this constant stream of rocket attacks, as we have told you many times here on the newscast, in particular working through proxy. Now, the proxy they use in Iraq is those Iraqi Shia militias, but we've told you many times about the ring of fire that Iran has surrounding Israel right now, Hezbollah, Hamas, those Shia militias, of course, the Houthis in Yemen. And we're going to take you today, not very far from Yemen, to the Red Sea. Before COVID times, I visited there with my good friend, Israel Defense Forces Reserve Major Elliot Chodoff. He is a foremost expert on the Middle East and all things Iran. We went out on the Red Sea, departing from Israel's southernmost city of Eilat, onto the waters of the Red Sea. Talk about a crossroads of the world, folks, uh, Egypt. Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and Israel all intersect at the Red Sea. We went out on the waters to give you an in-depth analysis of the importance, number one, of the Red Sea strategically and globally, but number two, about Iran's plans for that region, for that waterway in particular, through its proxy, the Houthis in Yemen, who are only about 1,000 miles south of Israel, and Israel is very concerned about that Houthi threat on the Red Sea to the point where it has moved an Iron Dome missile defense battery to a lot. Without further ado, let's head out on the Red Sea with our good friend, Elliot Chodoff. here on the Red Sea. Yes, we are. Uh, at really what I would say one of the most critical crossroads of the Middle East. Set the scene for us right now about where we are and why it's so important. 
Well, actually, it's not just a crossroads of the Middle East. We're in a crossroads of the world. We're at the northern end of the Gulf of Eilat, the Gulf of Aqaba by the Jordanian city that's up here, the port. If we continue down beyond that V that's formed by the two gulfs, we're in the Red Sea, which empties out through Bab el-Mandeb, okay. Yemen, Somalia, and out into the Indian Ocean, and from there to the Pacific. All the hot spots. All the hot spots, that's right. So essentially from here, whether it's via the Suez Canal in recent decades, centuries, yep. or even earlier, from here up across to the ports on the Mediterranean, yep. today Ashdod and Haifa, in earlier times Ashkelon, from there out to the Atlantic. Yep. So we're not only in a crossroads of the continents, we're also in a crossroads of the oceans. Yep. And pretty amazing. Israel is right here, obviously, Elliot, the great resort town of Eilat. There's tourists, yes. Uh, yes. beautiful spot for yep. vacation. But you have a lot. You have Israel, but then right, right here, right where here, we're like, right this here is Egypt. Egypt. Yes. This is Jordan, Correct. and over the horizon there is Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yes. Wow. Right in the middle. So the proximity. Thankfully, Israel obviously has peace treaties with Jordan and Egypt. Yes. Relations and seem to be warming exactly. with, with Saudi Arabia. Funny how the Iranians have made the Saudis realize that the Zionists aren't their enemy. Yes. We'll get to that in a yes. minute. Talk about some of the challenges, say Israel faces, uh, in patrolling and monitoring the Red Sea. Okay, well, first of all, since we have peace with our neighbors here, we have agreements with Jordan and Egypt, and again, Saudi Arabia busy with other problems, we don't have national threats on this body of water. In other words, there are no navies that threaten. Uh, I think it pays to remember that one of the issues that started the Six-Day War was Egyptian President Nasser's closing of the Straits of Tehran, which is the exit from the Gulf into the Red Sea. In other words, he blockaded a lot, not with a naval blockade, but with a gun blockade from the shore. Right. Uh, but we don't have that problem anymore. We do have a terrorist problem, and as you can see just looking around here, we're in the desert in yeah. every which way. This is rugged terrain. Which makes it happy hunting ground for terrorist organizations. Yeah. yeah. And we have Al-Qaeda here, we've had them for a long time. Uh, and all sorts of other jihadi. We, you know, today we say Al-Qaeda is kind of a catch-all phrase yeah. for all sorts of spin-offs and breakaways and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So we've got all of that operating in Jordan, in Saudi Arabia, and now prim primarily in And Sinai. in Egypt here in Sinai. Talk about what Iran would like to do in the Red Sea. In the Red Sea, Iran would like to choke it. And we've already seen the initial, called the introduction to that story, yeah. with the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Uh, a lot of people, I think, think, oh, there's a rebellion going on in Yemen. Yemen. Who cares? Yeah. Why should that make a difference right. to me? And a glance at the map will tell you why, because the tip of Yemen is the shore of the entrance to the Red Sea, yeah. the southern entrance. And whoever controls that, those straits, the Bab el-Mandeb Straits, essentially controls the Suez Canal without having to be there. Because you, if you can't get in or out of the Red Sea, the Suez Canal becomes useless as a dead end. So Iran's goal, I mean, and as America ramps up sanctions and pressure, rightfully so, yeah. Iran is threatening to choke off these vital waterways. Well, so Iran has two choke points, two critical choke points. One, Bab el-Mandeb, which is for global maritime shipping. And the Straits of Hormuz, of course, where just recently there were the unidentified anonymous attacks right. on the tankers, on the Saudi tankers, which of course we all know was back, was done by Iran, yeah. but they'll deny it. Of course. And the West always confusing legal with political issues. Yeah. says, well, if we don't have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, it doesn't work that way in the, in, yeah. in the strategic world. Right. Uh, but they'll, they'll deny it, they're investigating it. Uh, they're on it. But they're showing that 
they can choke those two points, oil shipment out of the Gulf and general maritime shipping through the canal. Yeah, Iran has larger aspirations, uh, Elliot, as you and I have talked about many yes. times here on the show. They'd like to get out the Atlantic. Yes, and that's why they have... Flex global muscle. That's why they have naval bases on the Mediterranean and Syria. Yeah. It's one of the reasons, not the only one, that they're ramping up their presence in Syria so they can yeah. have access to those bases. Their interest is global, and they're, once again, they have their anchor on the Indian Ocean. Yeah. They want it now on the Mediterranean. Right. Which is why, and look, the Red Sea is in the neighborhood, obviously, vital waterway, which is why it's so vital for Israel, Egypt. Everyone has an interest. Jordan, Saudi Arabia, well, the world, they all have an interest in the, the world in keeping this tame and safe yes. here uh, in the Red Sea. Folks, what an experience to be on the Red Sea, not only for the security, strategic reasons, but of course, I think of the Bible, I think of Moses parting the Red Sea, so it was a real treat to film there. Uh, with Yemen and the Houthis and the Red Sea, I also think of Saudi Arabia. Of course, we've documented this here on the newscast, how on a practically daily basis, the Houthis out of Yemen and from the Red Sea are targeting Saudi cities, Saudi military installations, and Saudi oil facilities. We had last week a drone suicide boat packed with explosives target a Saudi port city. We saw the city of Jeddah, a very important strategic Saudi city on that Red Sea coast, reportedly targeted last week. So the Saudis right now find themselves almost in the same situation that Israel has found itself over the years, folks, in that Israel on practically a daily basis over periods for the past decade and a half has faced daily rocket barrages from Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad out of Gaza. The Saudis right now, quite literally, are facing daily barrages of missiles, rockets, and drone strikes coming out of Yemen, courtesy of those Iran-backed Houthi rebels. Saudi Arabia and Israel were already coming closer together, and I think the common threat clearly and the shared experience here of terror inside their borders will bring them even closer together in the days to come. Hey, thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. One last reminder, remember, Thursday, May 6th, between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on our YouTube channel, a live stream Q&A. Bring your questions. We'll have a lot of fun. Until tomorrow, thanks for joining us here today from New York City. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.